Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Mulshine, and I'm here today with my good friend, Sarah. It me. It her to clear up some of the remaining questions around Harry and Meghan's bad PR week. (laughs) They're not having a good week. Bad week. Yeah, the last time we talked about them was the high-speed chase that wasn't. It's so ironic that they had no destination. Like, how dare they take so long just driving around? Yeah. Also, I have to say, they didn't say high speed. Someone else said that. I actually think it was low speed. What they said was near catastrophic. That was the big thing that everyone made fun of that they put in their statement. It was near catastrophic. Like every plane ride or every car ride or every time we walk across the street or being on Earth is near catastrophic. Yeah, literally near catastrophic. Every submarine ride, every submersible sightseeing. But yeah, it's either catastrophic or it's not. Like, yeah, this submersible's journey, catastrophic. Yeah. near. Well, we don't know. There's still nearly. Yeah, nearly. That's right. The submersible that's missing is literally definition near catastrophic. Yeah. Beyond that, nothing is. Yeah. So anyway, things have gone from bad to worse since then, because that was a that was a bad moment for them. A lot of people cast a lot of doubt on what they were saying. It kind of led to people saying, you know, we're getting sick of these guys. They don't really do anything. They just kind of complain all the time. Um, after that, Megan skipped an award that she was supposed to go get. They kind of were, have been laying low, but then Spotify, I have to say, rubbed a little salt in the wound with this timing. Uh, Spotify announced that they are breaking up with Megan and Harry because they said they mutually agreed to part ways, which we all know is never the case. Yeah. They weren't like, you know what? Forget the millions. Right. From there, a Spotify executive called them effing grifters on his own podcast. Mm -hmm. His name is Bill Simmons. He's the head of podcast innovation and monetization. So like Spotify executive is a little bit of a stretch. Oh, he's the guy that started The Ringer, isn't he? That's who that is. Yeah. He's just a guy who does podcasts. Spotify must have acquired The Ringer as a network. And that's why he's on the board. Right. So I learned that from Waystar Royco. I learned that from Succession. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the way that Harry is a chief impact officer at a at a mental health startup. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are fake jobs. So calling this guy a Spotify executive makes it sound so much worse. He's just a pocket. He's, he's like me and Sarah, but more successful. But so this guy said they were grifters. Then something else really weird happened. This story came out in the Daily Mail like talking about how Megan should be the next 
uh, Dior ambassador and it turned into this whole huge thing and Dior had to come out and deny it, which is so embarrassing. I don't even know about that. Wait, should we start there? Because I yeah. literally don't even know what you're talking about. And no, I'm we'll start cringe. with the Spotify Okay, stuff. okay, yeah. We'll start with Spotify stuff, but, but you have to know that the cherry on top is that Camilla wore Dior to an event today. No, Maroon Gate 2.0. It's literally like uh, F you guys. I've never seen style used in such backstabbing ways than in the Royals. That's unbelievable. I know. They truly get the power of fashion. <laughs> I know. Before we get into this, I have a great little bit of news that I've been saving for you <gasps> to tell you until we're on mic. Uh, remember Diana the Musical? Remember? How could I ever forget? It's our best episode to date. Our only live watch. Our only live watch. I know. Sarah and I last uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why did we do it on Thanksgiving? Because well, it just came out and it was sort of like a <laughs> holiday together but from afar. Yeah. We got high <laughs> and watched Diana the Musical on Netflix. It was High Anna the Musical. High Anna the Musical. It's It was on Broadway for a hot minute. It was universally panned. Shock of, shock of shocks. It's coming to the West End. <gasps> which what? is... Wait. Wait, are you kidding? Which is London's Broadway in December. And Sarah, guess who's, you're not going to believe this. Guess who's playing Queen Elizabeth in the West End production of Diana the Musical? If you say Beanie Feldstein, I'm going to kill myself. No. Maddie Healy's mom. (laughs) I'm, uh, I, oh, I, I mean, this is, no, theater has a problem. Theater is casting for tabloids right now. Well, Maddie Healy's mom is a legit actor in in the UK. She might be right for the role, but either way, the fact that we're even referring to her as Maddie Healy's mom is speaks volumes. So we didn't know who he was three weeks ago. Right. But also like she, she came up on a British soap. She's from the North. She's like a working class actor. Yeah. She herself actually seems cool. And I, yeah. when I watched clips of her speaking on whatever loose ladies lips, loose women, I watched a clip of her talking about dealing with her son's addiction, like from afar and what that was like as a mother. And I thought, boy, she actually sounds fairly like lucid and cool. Boy, I think she's cool. And I think it's a really fun camp choice to cast like a working class soap icon as queen elizabeth yeah and she sort of does she, she's like she looks like her but like prettier which is really what we do in in casting that's casting yeah so okay but that's amazing and i want to say like side note like not only do you definitely need to get tickets but like if i have to come there to see it before you move i literally fucking will yeah okay so you have questions about we'll start with the Spotify stuff. From what I understand, Megan has been accused aside from their, their episode count being as low as the idol in the end. And maybe even test phase sperm count. They did. They did do more episodes than the idol. They did 12. They did 12. From what I understand, it was supposed to be Megan and Harry. No. Okay. Let me explain. Yeah. Can you give me a, give me, give me the breakdown of the original contract. Okay. We don't know what the original contract was. Here's what we know. It was rumored to be a $20 million deal. There's no way that Spotify handed them $20, $20 million. Definitely 20 just for per diem. But right, I'm sure that it was like an over this amount of time, you will create this amount of content and we'll pay you on this pay schedule. You have to deliver a certain amount. There were probably benchmarks. They probably got a couple million for what they ended up doing. But I think in their mind, they had a few years to figure it out. But they got a few years to figure it out. And they still only produced 12 episodes. And here's the other thing that we know. We don't know what other things they were thinking about doing. But we do know that 
the first year of their Spotify contract, they did do a Christmas special, which was kind of, it was a joint venture. It was before they had ever discussed archetypes. It was just the two of them talking about not even Christmas, just like the concept of giving or something. And then they had a bunch of people send in voice notes talking about the charity work they had done that year and they had an editor splice them all together. So sort of a foreshadow from what we know now. Right. So that was their one-off episode that you would not be crazy to assume, hey, maybe that episode was supposed to lead to a longer term joint project between the couple, but nothing else happened after that episode. Then maybe a year after that, we learned that Megan is going to do Archetypes, which is a show about stereotypes. Why isn't it called Stereotypes? Because their son is named Archie and their foundation is named Archwell. Okay, 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 sure. It's brand continuity, which I get. The moon you will, and I'm the, the chairman of the Mooniverse on my on my card. And I'll tell you what, nobody knows what the fuck it means, so, okay. Yeah, like, it's it's just, that's not what arch- archetypes, an archetype is like an ingenue character or a- I can hear you. I'm just bringing this dog upstairs, but just keep explaining to the people, but this dog's barking here now. Okay. An archetype is like a type of person. It's not, it's not something that necessarily has negative connotations the way that a stereotype would. It's not used to hold actual people people down it's more of a a type of character in literature like an ingenue would be an archetypal character or um like an 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 old wise man would be an archetypal character right like I don't think like angry black woman would be considered an archetype right exactly it's it's a stereotype yeah so the whole show she would take a different stereotype about women each episode and she would profess to be deconstructing it. Um, it was like, it was, I, I listened to it and it was fine. It was nothing groundbreaking, but like, it couldn't be groundbreaking. It was really, it's, it's meant to be for mass appeal. It was very feminine women's studies 101, which is fine. It's about as evergreen as evergreen content can get. Yes. She had Paris Hilton on for the bimbo episode, which Megan talked a lot about how much of a bimbo she is not and how she- <laughs> Okay, but uh, Megan, okay, Megan, no problem. But like, for the record, the name of your podcast isn't aligned with the definition. So all, all good, but um, but you seem like a bimbo. Just- <laughs> like, it's kind of funny because the whole show was supposed to be about like, hey, let's look beyond these stereotypes. But, <laughs> but Megan very often was still very much into blindly embodying every bad stereotype. Yeah, no, like she was she was very into being like, well, no, this one doesn't apply to me. Like, <laughs> like in the Mariah Carey diva episode, Mariah Carey is like, well, you're a diva. And Megan has a, she, she freaks out. Like you have to hear it. She's like, I couldn't believe it. Had she completely misread me? She didn't even understand who I was as a person. How could she think I was a diva? And it's like, Megan, you wore an $80,000 dress in your engagement photos. Like, No, call back to last episode. That's literally like Epstein leaving the deposition when he was asked if he had a tiny, weird, misshapen egg dick. Yeah, it's just like... Like, if you're too triggered, it might be true. Right, and like, the whole point of the show is to be like... It's okay if you might have some diva tendencies. You're more than that. We all are. Or like, let's redefine what the word diva means. Right. It's not supposed to be... Maybe diva's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just... It, it was really... 
but it, it also was fun to listen or talk to people. Now you had asked me about yeah. the interviews. Do you want to ask? Yeah. So I have been getting sent. Thank you. Listeners join the Patreon. Thank you, listeners who have sent me articles and I have read up on. So there's a lot of claims being made by the media that, in fact, Megan did not conduct all or even most of the interviews. She had her staff interview people and then she spliced her voice and reactions. in. now we have to be careful about saying these are claims being made by the media because that's not. Well, that, OK, like that, that New York Post article I sent you. That's the reason I sent that because I'm like, okay, well, that's the post. We like, can we quote the post? They're quoting someone who made the claim. The post is not like making it up. So, so if I read something in the post, unless they say we have confirmed, they're just reporting stuff they've heard. You're saying, yeah, sometimes. Hmm. But it's not like the media is not like there's no media conspiracy here. No, no, no. I don't think there's a media conspiracy. But these reports have come out. Yeah. These reports have come out that she doesn't that the the podcast interviews are done by other staffers well so while i had no interest in the podcast in the first place although i gave the serena episode a listen just when it first started just to give it a shot thought that was fine but then i went back through to try to listen so like the last few days i've listened to a bunch of the episodes keeping in mind like is this is this spliced in is this a fake interview because she does use the like i'm the narrator that's obviously the whole show has clear after the fact retrospective splicings as like as like the format yeah but then I started listening back through like the interview parts or not listening back started I I listened to all of them but thinking in terms of like was she even in the room with them and it was kind of a fun game to play with myself of like was she there yeah so here's the thing this has actually been known for a while because I'm reading now from the Daily Mail. In August last year, podcast guest Allison Yarrow, a journalist from New York, revealed that she didn't actually speak to Megan mm. when being interviewed for the show, but rather a member of her production company. And I love that it was a journalist who revealed this. And also that Megan would even do that. Like if there was anyone to show up for, it would be with the journalist. You bimbo, dare I say. Bimbo. Yeah, but so the thing is, she... One thing that I don't think Megan did was splice in her voice asking questions based on I've known this for a while. Like I said, it came out a year ago that this other woman, Allison Yarrow, had said she she didn't even say I didn't talk to Megan. She said, thank you too much to thank you so much to the producer who asked me these amazing questions. And then some people like she was leaving a little breadcrumb trail, which we love. And she like she wasn't like Megan didn't do it. Like she wasn't overtly being an asshole, but she was like, I'm thankful for the production team for their good questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So since knowing that, I had also done the same thing, like gone in listening and being like, which which interviews is she actually doing and which ones isn't she doing? I don't think she ever spliced in her voice asking questions to these people that weren't A-listers. Well, that's the thing, right? I think the A-lister she definitely was there for. Who did she talk to? The A-listers right. only. The A-listers and then the one friend that she had from college, I think, is the other one that she did talk to. There's like someone from that she went to Northwestern with at the beginning of the episode sorry 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 the b word episode i know she wouldn't even say bitch on her show that's supposed to be it's about like, bitch, the name of the book is bitch you could yeah. say she'd be like she wrote the book the b word <laughs> the b words like battle it's like, like just say the name of the girl's book 
yeah, it's like, come on. But yeah, I don't think she put fake questions in, but it was maybe a little misleading because you would think that. But I, I would have never thought that she was going out and doing every single one of these kind of background interviews and B-roll interviews with the experts. I would. Isn't that what a podcast is? Like you just have somebody come and you guys talk. For us, yes. But she is like for these big A-list talent podcasts, they've got a staff. I mean, she's got the credits on each episode was out the door. Like so many people are helping with each one. Kim Kardashian's on Jay Shetty's podcast and you, you can watch the whole fucking three hours on YouTube. Yeah. But her podcast wasn't like that. It was, it was more of an NPR style, highly right, right, edited, right. Yeah, 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 highly curated. It wasn't me and you. Ours is we just sit here and talk. We, we didn't really plan any of these great jokes you guys hear, believe it or not. Right. It's all off the cuff. And, but hers, hers is highly edited, but yeah. So that was like a big bombshell that came out in the aftermath of the announcement that her, their deal with Spotify is no longer going forward it came out that she actually wasn't doing the, the, all of the interviews. Why is that important? Because it's kind of like how much time did she actually spend on it? That's what the, that's the thing that people are asking themselves because it's like you had three, four years to earn up to $20 million. Allegedly it's not confirmed. Well, so when did it start though? No. Well, okay. So it started in 2020, 20, right? Late 2020. They, signed the deal. It was reportedly a $20 million deal. It is not confirmed. It will never be confirmed. We have no idea. It could have been that the, that their earn, potential earnings topped out at five or 10 million, but we have no idea where that $20 million number came from because it's all, it, it was like a source close to such and such revealed that, but it's been, it's stuck. It, that's the thing when you're famous, you can, if you put a number out there, it's going to stick whether it's real or not. And like Spotify is not, I, I think probably what happened is Harry and Megan put it out there because it made them sound super impressive. Why wouldn't they? And then it would look really tacky of Spotify to come out and correct the record and be like, just so you know. Actually, it was only five. <laughs> yeah. So you can kind of just lie about stuff and or or inflate it or exaggerate it and kind of get away or, with or it. Or just maybe, right, maybe flub it. Maybe it would be like, if by this time you do X, Y, and Z, ultimately the you could earn yeah. 20 million on this if you do anything. And the, <laughs> the fact that they even put the number out there is backfire, which I, like I'm saying, I'm speculating that they're the ones that put it out there or their team are the ones that thought it would be a good idea to put it out there. I don't know who, why, or who put it out there, but it's backfiring so badly because people would not be nearly as angry about this if because people are angry. People are like, you had a chance to make up to $20 million by fucking sitting around and doing what you and I do for like hours each week and make barely any money on. For and pleasure. Ple well, it's supposed to well, be. Well, no, money. it's also our business. And well, it's supposed to be for everything. It's it's, yeah. it's just growing our lives. We're walking the Capricorn it's mountain a, together. Yeah. But in the way that makes us feel less winded at the top or whatever. But like, yeah, it's really fucking an easy thing to make content especially when you have a team is all i'm saying when you have a team and you have a built-in audience that is rooting for you to do well like right we can put out hundreds of episodes and this bitch is sitting here editing while the dogs are shitting on the floor megan could do a little bit more yeah so that's the thing like attaching the dollar amount to it 
backfired because now people are like, are you kidding? These people are this lazy that they couldn't even, they had a chance to make millions off of this deal. And all they came up with was 12 episodes plus a weird ass Christmas special that was just voice memos from their famous friends. Like it's not even just that you guys are so lazy. It's also like, I feel like the big criticism that we get of Megan and Harry all the time is like, they're just so self-obsessed. And it's like, you would think the pressure would be off because you're just asking other people about themselves. And I think part of the criticism that I'm seeing is that people are like, oh, you're literally only interested in doing anything when like you are centered. Yeah. And, and a lot of the interviews would, were not about the other person and we're about Megan. Yeah. And the, the, which is fine, but the premise of the podcast was not Megan shades the Royals and spills tea and settles scores from her Hollywood days. Like when she had Andy Cohen on, she was like, do you remember that I That's tried, she was like, yeah, yeah. I tried to get on watch what happens and you wouldn't let me. She's like, we've met before. We've actually met before. It's like, actually do that off mic. Yeah. And what does that have to do with the topic at hand? Like you're kind of just saying, look how much bigger I am than you now. And you should feel bad. Look how far I've risen. Yeah. It was, it was truly bizarre, but yeah. So I think Another thing that it's it's just all part of the stuff that's been piling up for a while about them when they like last, earlier this year, um, the filings from Archwell, their foundation came out like the tax papers. And it turned out that they had only logged one hour a week of work on their charitable foundation. And it's kind of like the whole premise of them as people and why we're supposed to care about them is supposed to be their charitable work like it's it's kind of like without that the royals are literally just a reality show and a sideshow we're supposed to like they're supposed to be doing the charity that was and when they first moved to the U.S. they were doing way more photo ops like calling the paparazzi while they handed out meals and things like that having a photographer to catch them doing stuff like that and then they come up with this tax filing that says they're only billing Archwell for an hour of time each week or something it's like oh my God, they're not even doing that? Like, what are these guys doing? So you're saying not only are they getting called out from Spotify for not doing anything, they're also getting called out. They're calling themselves out on not actually also doing all of the chair. This is like a remnants of Amber Heard saying, I pledged all that donation money. It's like, okay, but okay, but did you donate it? Right. It's I am team Amber, but that was a very low moment. It's just like, it's just like in terms of the language we're using to describe how much we're giving. Yeah. Like pledge and donate are not the same. And like having a charitable foundation and only working on it for an hour a week. One hour of charity a week when you're them is like, fuck you guys. Don't even, how about don't mention it and then don't do any. Yeah. So, so, okay. The news breaks that this deal is over. Once again, this is a terrible time for this news to break for them. They're all, they're, they're still kind of reeling and in hiding from the fake paparazzi, the the paparazzi chase that was not catastrophic. They're hiding from the glass walls of the Hertz rental car. Yeah. So then after the deal ends, this guy, Bill Simmons says that they're fucking grifters. And he says, um, Oh my God. I, I'm sorry. I hated this so much. Her, 
Archetypes podcast was described on Spotify as quote, this is a side note, but it was described as quote, a podcast where we investigate, dissect and subvert the labels that try to hold women back. Labels don't try to do anything. Labels just are there. It's maybe the labels that people employ in an effort to try to hold women back. Like it's the labels that try to (laughs) hold women back. Like as if the labels are in the next 10 years, AI will be considered conscious. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know that that description always just bothered me and was, it's just a word. It doesn't work. Yeah. Well, that's why it was a little bit lame. Even like, like, just say bitch, Megan, if you have three people that you're interviewing on the episode, talking about taking back the power and the word bitch, maybe just for this episode, fucking loosen up the reins on thing B word. Right. And it was kind of funny because it was like every episode had a theme and she actually just picked people who she thought were that stereotype. (laughs) Like she didn't even. Yeah. Right. Like like she didn't even. Like, okay, you embody this thing that everyone yeah, thinks like, you embody. You're a bimbo. Tell me what it's like, you know? It's oh, just... my God. And she also, like, Paris, it would be interesting to hear Paris talk about that. But, like, Megan also just allowed her to take control of the interview and talk about her current redemption tour that centers around her time in the those crazy schools. And it's like, well, this has absolutely nothing to do with the the premise it was just okay i got paris hilton so i'm just gonna let her say whatever she wants to say because she's she's Mm -hmm. a list but okay so this is what bill simmons said he said the fucking grifters that's the podcast we should have launched with them i have got to get drunk one night and tell the story of the zoom i had with harry to try and help him with a podcast idea it's one of my best stories fuck them the grifters so i just really hope he shares that story dying for it dying for it I know I'm dying, dying, dying. So, okay. That's the, that's the tea on the podcast. Now, what about the Dior stuff? The Dior stuff is just, oh my God. It's like, I feel bad for them. It's as painful as the Hertz rent-a-car photos because it's just like, oh God. And just for the record, wasn't, if I remember correctly from past episodes, like, was it the coronation? Like, doesn't, does Dior rep Harry? No, or or maybe that's Johnny Depp. Now we're really combining stories, but wasn't Harry wearing Dior to the coronation, but it was like wrinkled or something? Yes, Harry wore a Dior suit to the coronation and Dior did post about it. They were like, we're so happy that we dressed the Duke of Sussex, blah, 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 blah. Diana was a big fan of Dior. She always wore it. She had, they have the Lady Dior bag is named after Lady Diana, Megan has a Lady Dior bag that she has had monogrammed D-D-D-S-O-S-S, which is confusing, but she had it monogrammed for her title, Duchess of Sussex. Oh my God, wait, that's, wow, that is, oh wow, that's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what are you, the real housewives of, this is like too many, just do my, do MM. I know, yeah. it's very much not, it's, it's not. D O Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, Windsor. It's D S O S S. That's how what her monogram is on her Lady Dior bag. Duchess of Sussex socks. What's the other S? Right. It's really weird. I don't know why they did it. There is way. no reason for the two S's. I guess it's like Dutch S of sus sex. Okay, that is sus, period. It's such a weird choice. It must have been a gift or something because it makes, by someone whose English is not their first language because it makes no sense. But it's it's just so not, it's it's just so not, like people are so obsessed with, you know, too many letters. old money aesthetic and everything. It's so not that. 
Right. You would have been the one kicked out of the party in succession with the Burberry bag. This is the new Burberry bag that she's kicked out of the party for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You don't see any like active members of the royal family walking around with their title monogrammed on things. It's H R H Q E. Yeah. But anyway, that's just me being a little bitchy for a minute. But so they've both worn Dior. They they both have worn Dior all the time, and they're both fans of Dior. Who wouldn't be if you uh, could afford it? We would all wear Dior. But so the Daily Mail and the Daily Beast, two very different publications. Daily, though. Both daily. Yes. Yeah, they are both daily. They have both uh, spoken to sources who allegedly said that Megan's at like the five yard line with the Dior deal. So this person's told Daily Beast that while they had a fashion insider had no inside knowledge of whether or not a deal was being worked out, it would absolutely be a credible proposition for Harry and Meghan to tie up with Dior. Oh, this must have come after the Daily Mail one. I'm sorry. Let me find the original Daily Mail one. While you're looking for that, the one other thing about this that I thought was really just like, well, I don't know. I guess I'll just share this. On my YouTube slash news feeds, there was tons of reporting going on about Kelly Osborne's scathing takedown of Harry. And basically going, he's just simply a twat. She says twat 12 times, and it's nothing new. And I couldn't believe it made so many headlines. It's like, who are you paying, Kelly? Does she have the best? Do the Osbournes have the best publicists in the game to even be on record at this point? What do we care about Kelly Osbourne? You're a twat, Kelly. I know. Kelly, what are you giving to the world? Off. it's just i mean and we're sitting here talking shit about it yeah, too but we but are I doing would like, many episodes of a podcast yeah and i would like to think that if i had her connections and money i would actually just be like creating new art instead of talking about other right. stuff in order to and if get somebody said platform. if somebody said kelly what do you think of the prince you might even say i don't even right just be like you know what? We're both children of privilege right have a little bit of self-awareness Kelly. yeah we're both nepo babies uh, and right, they actually have more in common than not. Yeah, they're both British, live in LA, Nepo babies. Like, I mean, anyway, okay. Is my this is from the Daily Mail four days ago? Is Megan about to become the Mega Bucks Duchess of Dior as Sussex's Spotify gig goes south? And observers wonder how they were will fund their lavish lifestyle. Hollywood is a buzz with what may be the answer. So this the big question in this long report, this long breathless gushing report about mm-hmm. Megan almost signing a deal with Dior um, is who, who, where did this come from? Who leaked it? They hate, they hate the daily mail, Megan and Harry. So I don't think it came from them, but at the same time, a lot of the, a lot of celebrities leak stuff to places that they hate. And, but just so I understand correctly, you're saying the leak that we're discussing is one where, I mean, another sort of reverse happened of an almost catastrophe this is an almost deal. Yes, exactly. So, but it's like still not news, right? It's not news. It's, save your save your words for when there's news, right? So it's what if maybe it could have come from? So she very high profile just got signed with WME William Morris Endeavor Agency, and she's back. Yeah, she got she just got signed by them. She herself, not Harry, only Megan. So it says, headed by powerhouse agent Ari Emanuel, the charismatic chief of talent agency WME, the mission to reinvent Megan is already well underway. The mail on Sunday has learned. If the rumors are swirling, if the rumors swirling around LA are true, she may be on the brink of signing a major deal with French couture house Dior to make her a face of the company alongside global stars such as Rihanna and Jennifer Lawrence. 
Megan is all anyone is talking about. A prominent Beverly Hills socialite said last night. That doesn't mean she's getting a Dior deal. There have been rumors for weeks that she's about to sign a deal with Dior, which has put the gossip mill into overdrive. If she pulls that off, then no one will remember that her silly little podcast got canceled after one season. So this is like, I mean, this could be an absolute nobody. There's no way. I don't think there's rumors in overdrive about her signing a deal with Dior all over LA because it just doesn't, it's just, that's well, just not the it would way. It be these... news if she signed a deal with Dior, if she's, if she signed a deal with Dior. Right, right. Like no one knows about these goings on until they happen. Including Kim and Courtney, the sisters who are fighting over a brand sponsorship. It's like, until it's a thing, it's not a thing. Yeah. So I, I just think this. You're saying it, it has hints of like, they think that they're setting themselves up for success by leaking this. And actually they're just showing more and more and more how truly amateur they are. Yeah. Someone, I don't think they leaked this. But someone leaked it thinking maybe it would help because like this person saying, if she pulls it off, no one will remember her silly little podcast got canceled after one season. Whoever but said that's that. That's definitely a hater. If you're, That's a quote from a hater, not a lover. Right. So it could be someone who thinks it's hilarious to that, that she is putting out a rumor about the Dior thing. So they've gone to the Daily Mail and been like, will you get a load of this? And then like. A source, someone, so the Mail on Sunday spoke to someone at WME, allegedly. They say, we knew the Spotify announcement was coming. A source at William Morris told me it might be a shock to everyone else, but we've been working on the rebranding of Megan for weeks. Ari is the best in the business when it comes to corporate deals and making money. He's excited to be representing Megan and has thrown all his energy into it. The owners have been pour, the offers have been pouring in, including from other podcast platforms. Again, there's no mention of Dior in that. And when they say a source at WME told me that could literally be someone's assistant's assistant. You know what I mean? Like it's, you can't take any of it as fact. I mean, of course they're working on a rebrand of her because why else would they have signed her? But it still isn't saying that this Dior deal is going to happen. So it seems like the whole Dior thing kind of just comes from this alleged LA socialite. Imagination time. Okay. Either if you were going to cast it as like someone in Hollywood, this is total fabrication. Do not sue us. Like who, who would leak this? Someone who needs the Daily Mail not to write an embarrassing story about them. That's always a really safe bet. Like, let's say I am a real housewife of Beverly Hills and they've got word that my husband is cheating on me. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait no one care. Like, don't publish that. It, I have something that's way better. That's going to really be so much more valuable. Got it. So it's someone that's basically trading. It's like a publicist trading. It info. could be, it could be. I don't think it's, I don't think it's coming from Megan's side. Natalie Portman's like, no, 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 wait, wait, before we leak the affair, can we just talk shit about Megan? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like that kind of thing. I don't think this is coming from Megan's camp because... I mean, it could be, though, because she makes baffling PR choices all the time. But like, it's just weird because it's, it's non-news. Yeah, it's just like there's rumors that this might happen. So, OK, this Daily Mail story comes out and people are like, oh, she's she's close to signing with Dior. Then the Daily Beast royal correspondent Tom Sykes kind of writes another one where he's like, yeah, this is this is possible. This is possible. Dior and Harry and Meghan's people have been quick to cast doubt on the reports. Dior are said to be nonplussed by the reports, like they're confused. Wow, putting the psych in psychs. Yeah, and Harry's team have said they are not true. Um, but like this person is still writing sort of a boostery article saying that it could be in their future, even though Dior has kind of denied it. This is all on par with near catastrophic it's all the same like genre of nothing (laughs) of nothingness something almost happened and this is where you could see where it would be really frustrating for them because maybe they didn't leak this and now this extremely embarrassing denial has come from dior which makes them look like idiots so like they it, it kind of they must be really frustrated by this Um, It says last night sources close to the Royals said no contract has been inked and Dior itself signaled it had been surprised and confused when the idea of a deal was first mentioned. That's just so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Surprised and confused is like a hard no from us, dog. Yeah. Yeah. A source told the Telegraph the Duchess of Sussex is not in talks to sign a deal with Dior. There's no truth to the claims that she will partner with the French fashion house. And a Dior insider said the team is nonplussed as to how the story came about. It's so embarrassing. It's so cringe. I would rather watch the idol. Yeah. So like, where did this person, whoever the LA socialite is who got this, like, I mean, I mean, in a way that sort of has like a hint of Paris Hilton a little bit, only because we have witnessed her in real time and heard her describing in real time, the way that she like uses friendship and the media to. Mm, I don't think it's someone that big. The fact that they referred to the person as an LA socialite is like, this is a nobody. Mm. This is somebody who doesn't even have a job title. They can't even say an actor or a music like. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. An LA socialite. Like this is someone who has no idea Uh... what they're talking about. Or it it is possible that it's someone that Megan is friends with. So like, who knows where it came from, but it just, I mean, whoever did give this to the mail on Sunday has succeeded in getting them a shit ton of traffic so that whatever they don't say succeeded around here. Okay. We don't want to talk oh, about the succession, the succession. any longer. Is that funny? No. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, like they, that person definitely probably got the, mail on Sunday in their good graces for a while because this created a huge storm and oh it's just so it's just so sad and embarrassing maybe it was the weekend who sold the story who was like could you just not say anything else about the show it's not gonna be a big person yeah and I can't imagine her authorizing a friend to go and tell the Daily Mail that because but didn't they just sue the Daily Mail yeah they did they did so that's why I don't think that's what it is if it was anyone under the, other than the Daily Mail, I would probably be like, it, it could have been her trying to throw people off the Spotify scent because that's so embarrassing. Right, another People magazine. Yeah, if it was People magazine, it would have been 
oh, 100% the calls are coming from inside the house. But yeah, the mail on Sunday does muddy the waters a little bit. So the, po- the point is, it's just embarrassing news after embarrassing news for them. Oh, man. And then, as I said before, to, to cap it all off, Camilla decides to wear Dior to Royal Ascot yesterday. I can't. I can't. Camilla, you are a petty bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> What an absolute queen, literally. I know. It's it's like you have uh, 900 other outfits you could have worn. Like you, she, you would get a little bit of 25,600 outfits. Like yeah. why, why would you do that if you weren't just being a B word? I know they should do an archetypes episode of about Camilla. it. But that's the thing. It's like, okay, so I kind of understand where in terms of the like I'm way less interested in like Megan's take on being a woman with other women <laughs> like I, I, I'll I, take 10 more spares I would love a couple more dirty books about the dirty monarchy and it but and I understand the like probably the urge to you know I guess part of their whole move the whole mix it such I mean just the timing the analogies the board play so fun but that's why even at the beginning of the the B word episode that I like just listened to it's on my mind, but she's like, if you want to know the truth about me, <laughs> I've always been a word nerd. And it's like, okay, but archetypes isn't the word that you mean. That it's okay. Yeah. It's just like the lack of self-awareness is like deeply painful, but um, yeah, you just have to think like, okay, so this was their stab at doing something that was not Royal related I guess to me, if I were Megan and or Harry, there's a probably be like, oh, fuck, we literally need the royals in order to be anything. And it's like they really, truly lit the bridge on fire and they established themselves as a media company of their own. And it's like, no, nothing you say is interesting unless it's related to dirt on the royals. Like it's not even like they've had that much non-royal related output. They had none. They only had 12 episodes that were meh. Right. Like we would, I think people would give them more credit if they were putting more out that was unrelated because of course. I think that's what Spotify is just like make anything. Yeah. 12 episodes in three years is criminal. They deserve to be fired. We could make 12 episodes in a day. I mean, it's yeah, that it 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 is mind blowing. It's devastatingly low output. And I don't understand how they can afford their lives. I really don't. I think it is the book deal. Yeah, the book deal was good. And the book sold a lot. Because he has three more books that he still has to turn out. He has time to do it. Spare was a hit. The one thing that's beautiful about this to me is that I think on some level, Harry could have a moment of sort of like regaining his like masculinity in a way because actually his deal's still good. Mm. Maybe. And he does still have that chief impact officer job. And they do still have Netflix as well because they have a documentary about his Invictus games coming out in the fall. Not interested in that, but sure. Way to go. Right. But it's something. I mean, it can be something. Like It's something. It's, yeah, just we're something, not anything. obsessed with every single thing the Obamas put out, but we know they're churning stuff out. And we're like, I'm sure it's important. Right. What everyone said with the Obamas, they both fucking work yeah they're doing stuff so it's they're not even giving themselves a, like harry and megan are not even giving themselves a chance to fail because they're not putting enough stuff out i feel like you just armchair therapisted them a bit like actually 
that's the first thing I've heard that makes sense as to like, even on a subconscious level, why they would like Megan is an overachiever enough to know that this was subpar. That's what's so confusing. No, but actually, I know. I think you just uncovered it from a like psychological perspective. It's like, no, they're so guarded. They would rather put out less episodes and get fired for lack of output than continue to be just trash for like, who they are as people and their talent. I know, but if they... But I think you're right. I think, people... I think they're not... They don't want to give us more to... to no one was openly trashing archetypes until this past week. Like when it first came out, it was literally like a blowjob fest of this is so amazing. This is so great. How dare you ever say anything bad about it? Really? I feel like everyone was just like, why was it called archetype? I feel like the only thing I read was this should be called stereotypes. Mm, Like in terms of the, the mainstream media reaction to it, it was like decent reviews, lukewarm to good reception like all thanks to Serena and Paris though. Yeah, but it's like but people yeah. were people were giving her the benefit of the doubt. Sure, Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The UK seems to hype Meghan Markle. Yes. I feel like in the United States we didn't we actually wanted to yes. embrace them. So bad. That's the crazy part is the amount of goodwill that they have We're here. We're down. That yeah. they've squandered in 3 years. I'm here. It's it's yeah. been 3 years and everyone hates them more than ever in multiple countries or even and without the other... hating them they're now like like i don't hate them at all but i i for the first time i'm like mm, that's why yeah that's the thing most people are just like don't quit your day job as a royal unless you're gonna um produce the um episodes yeah the 20 million dollars worth of episodes that you literally just had to shart out and do the bare minimum of Archetypes was charting higher than Joe Rogan. Wow. It did well. But that's where, okay, but that's where I wonder though, like, like similar to like ratings or like, like, okay, one of the things about the idol that I appreciated was just that line from Jane Adams where she was like, we have already sunk millions into placements where she's like, this is going to be a radio single. This is, so it's like, oh yeah, right. That was confirmation that like certain things are paid for in advance to be popular. Yeah. I keep telling myself. And thank you, Idol, for confirming whether or not it's true. It's like, it's like, did did archetypes rank higher than than Rogan or does Spotify just own archetypes? I know. That's the thing. They like, yes, it I don't I don't think Spotify's cooking the books to their but charts. But you know what I mean? Somebody a bunch of Spotify employees could be absolutely instructed to sign an NDA and go run archetypes on your computer on silent while you sleep every no, night. No, it's not even that. It's just that when you when they dropped it, they had banner ads all over everyone's yeah, Spotify totally. account, like shoving it down your face whereas we don't have that if we get a new when we post a new episode it's one little icon like oh here's a new one but like when something that is spotify approved gets there they have a banner ad they have beautiful artwork they we should get megan on the pod yeah let, she'll definitely do it the other crazy thing is they were they tried to say that that they're going to continue. They might continue Spotify somewhere else because they are getting other offers from other podcasts. It's like, what's somewhere wait, wait, else? Wait, wait. You're saying they might continue the podcast, not Sp- Spotify. They're fired. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say the I, they might consider like archetypes? archetypes I just feel else. like in general, if I'm going to, if we're going to just do notes now that we have this sort of like uh, purgatory phase, they should have named the baby Spencer. N- yeah, maybe. But th- I mean, the thing is, 
I don't think they're gonna go somewhere else with the same podcast because it didn't work the first time. Yeah, it's like why would you leave HBO and take your show to AMC? Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you're already at the pinnacle of overpaid podcasting, which right. is Spotify. Like Joe Rogan and Alex Cooper make millions upon millions of dollars off Spotify. You're not gonna make more money somewhere else than you would have made if you had just honored your Spotify deal. Like you guys fucking blew it like yeah hypothetically it would take very little effort on their part to just crank out an episode every week especially because they have teams yeah they had literally like 20 people working on an episode they're they seem to have no ability to like like pivot or like like okay so the first wall episodes took a really long time and you tried to do them with this fresh air NPR monologue coming in that you did after the fact bags because it's a research piece about this larger topic fine it didn't work though why don't you now just try uh inviting someone over to your olive garden and talking I bet you that would be a billion times more interesting than some curated b-word episode it's like pivot play you have you have a huge amount of money on the line and all they need you to do is keep pumping out content what is the fucking holdup the problem is that megan is she 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 and us have painted her into a box And she's terrified to leave that box. She can't be her true self. She doesn't want us to know her true self. I don't know if she knows her true self. I think Kate Middleton knows her true self. And that's why she never speaks. (laughs) Capricorns play the long game. Yeah. And she's like, she seems to be playing lots of short games. Yes, exactly. No long game. Exactly. Like, and Kate, I think. Is all long game. Yeah, Kate is all long game. And I think she's similar to Kim Kardashian, knows that she's a little boring on her own. And the people that she is connected to familially through her marriage or Kim through her siblings are the show. And it's great to be the super pretty figurehead of the show while everyone else around you is going insane and you just show up looking great. Like Kate knows that's who she is. She knows that's her strength. Kate did have some time as a as a cancer Capricorn to go like, okay, how am I gonna how am yeah, I gonna she play understands this? that it's about the fact that she's gonna be in the history books. And it's not about whether people like her today or tomorrow. It's about the fact that sh- her photo and her name are gonna be in the book. And Harry also, I think, believed a lot of his own good press, which is something that he clearly doesn't he only sees the bad press. He's like Donald Trump. He doesn't see all the stuff that the press has done to make him look good. Like we all thought he was the charming, sweet, hardworking. And now that he's gone and he doesn't have the power. No, we literally forgave him for Nazi Nazi Halloween before he even apologized. Because we were like, he doesn't know. (laughs) And now it's like he's crashing and burning without the PR that he had before. And like, I don't know, Megan also just. I, I don't know if she knows who she is. She just seems like a little bit of a shapeshifter. Like she's just a fucking act. She's a freaking Hollywood actor. She's a Leo, yeah. She's a Leo son, Libra Moon, Hollywood actor who landed the part of the prince's prisoner. Yeah. Stab, 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 stab. And like all of the um all of her press in the beginning, which was all very good, was about how she's gonna hit the ground running, she's gonna modernize the monarchy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like okay, when is she going to hit the ground running? Because it's she didn't hit the ground running as a royal. 
She didn't as a podcaster. She didn't as a Netflix exec or when whatever. Did you get the sense that they wanted you to revolutionize shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. But again, how about you play a little status quo actor? Like, come I know. on. No, I just, the, the inability for them to read any room is Ever. devastating to me. And Harry has an excuse. She simply does not. I think her excuse is that Harry told her that she, I think the two of them enabled each other and he never helped her with anything. And he didn't tell her what it was really going to be like because he didn't understand or he didn't know. Right. He didn't know. But like, I, I just think he's, yeah, like it's, I don't know. I, I totally love and respect his journey. And I love, I actually, I, I was shocked how much I enjoyed Spare. Even to the point where I, I, I thought it was hot. I would, I would listen I to was Spare before sh- I choke myself when I masturbate if, if, if I give him the option. Okay. Oh, Jesus. But, I, well, I was also shocked by how much you enjoyed Spare. I loved it. I really loved it. And I loved him. Imperfect. Maybe it was the TJ Maxx, honestly, but but either way, I I really thought it was at least where he is in the moment now. Like I thought it was authentic and honest, and not easy for him to write and put out. Whereas with Megan, I'm a little bit like Megan. Like you have actually so much interesting shit to talk about. You have so much interesting shit that you've seen, that you've understood, that you've learned. I would love to hear more about the industry. I would love to hear more about your childhood or your or your dad. Or Okay, so I tortured myself last night. <laughs> As I was falling asleep, I couldn't really sleep. And so I hit, I hit YouTube running. And I found myself watching an interview with her recently just had a stroke dad, furious sister, Samantha Markle. Oh, God. And it was wild to watch because they also were intercutting all of these clips from home videos of Megan being like, hi, daddy, my daddy's here. And then you have the father who now has a very convenient and devastating like post-stroke like speech impediment. And he's like, Megan loved me. That's my baby girl. She lived with me from the sixth grade through high school. And it's like, oh my God, Megan, just go interact with them, make peace. Why, why can't she just go sit with her annoying family for five fucking minutes? The interviewer said yeah. like, well, have you spoken to her? He's like, I haven't spoken to her for four years. It's like, Megan, just go fucking talk to them to shut them the fuck up. I have know. them on the podcast. I know. It doesn't what if I would sense. continue to pay for that content for fucking sure? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get her. And I feel bad because I think <sighs> she's just, I think she's kind of got analysis paralysis because she is so hated and by so many people and, and never wanted to be like opposite. She was painted, opposite. She wanted to be loved and she loved. was painted as the villain who stole him from his family, which I don't think could be further from the truth. I mean, Literally opposite. Yeah, no. Why would a Leo? No, she was down. No, she was like, I'm born to be princess. Yeah. Why would a Leo want to leave the most unearned, the most unearned spotlight in the world? (laughs) Like, literally literally live for that. They live for that. Like, he, it was him. It was all him being paranoid and crazy and getting her to leave and not preparing her. And well, and not to mention, though, her, her like whole side hobby, even as like an actor on, you know, if you heard of it, Suits. No, I actually haven't heard of it, but cool, cool, cool. Uh, was to like travel to Africa and just be of service. It's like, yo, she walked into, no, no, this was her dream job structure, everything. She would, and then she would have also been gone. In her mind, I bet she was like, and I will go down in 
her story. I'll go down in her story as the one who integrated the racial divide of the monarchy. And he was like, nope. And it was just like, well, see you guys. <laughs> and I think now he they're was, fucked. He was the biggest nope. Because remember in the documentary when she was smiling and at the paparazzi, because who wouldn't? You're happy you're in love. You're finally getting some recognition. And he said, stop smiling. You're making them think you want it. Like, think about the tone that that's set for their relationship. Like, do not enjoy this job. Do not like being royal. Like, he he just he, right. he and what a mind fuck because like you actually are marrying someone who actually is royal and if he wasn't so uptight and wounded you might just save his fucking life right but he used her as a way to get out <gasps> and to punish fuck. his family i oh, think i agree and it's so like what an idiot the other thing i just want to ask real quick while i have you what was the event that Kate wore the oh the green dress with the, the green dress with the shamrock. Okay, so this was at Trooping the Color, which is when like all the military regiments uh oh. go out and do like a parade in honor of the king's birthday. So it does make sense to be military inspired. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Camilla was wearing a military inspired look that was very odd and it's it's just googling, it's a, googling. Yeah, it's a military inspired kind of day. The issue that I saw and I didn't want to speak for Irish people. So that is why I made a poll on my Instagram story. It was, she was in green, which is a color that she's never worn before. And she had the shamrock pin. And they said the reason people were saying the reason why she was in this, she looked Irish. She looked like she yes. was trying to look like the queen of Ireland. And it's like, well, there is no queen of Ireland for her to show up in this head to toe Irish outfit, like right, leprechaun chic paying homage to Ireland is just like, well, no, they threw you guys out. They don't want you. You're not Queen of Ireland. You, Yes, you're going to be the Queen of Northern Ireland, but even that is not like people from Northern Ireland who are loyalists would not be like wearing head to toe green with a shamrock. They'd be wearing a Union Jack. So there's a reason. The reason is because that day they announced that she is now the current or maybe they announced this earlier in the year. I don't know. They've been talking about it for a while, but she is now the colonel of the Irish Guards, which is an honorary position. It's an honorary military position that royals always hold. And the, the Irish Guards were created in 1901 under Queen Victoria when Ireland was still being occupied by England. So it is like a holdover from colonialism and she's paying homage to this era when they owned Ireland through her outfit. And the people in the Irish guards are British soldiers, which is like some of historically some of the biggest antagonists in anti-Irish military efforts for British right. soldiers. So literally like songs about oh. it, like Irish folk songs about British soldiers doing fucked up things to them. So the fact that they still have a regiment called the Irish Guards when it's no longer it's actually Irish, the Irish oppressors. Right. It's British soldiers. And and it used to be Irish <laughs> soldiers because Irish soldiers used to also be British soldiers, but they're not anymore. So like Because why just, would they be? Right. It's it's just so weird that she would that no one on her team was like this is not the vibe. Like, let's not draw a parallel between Ireland and the British military. This is like, let's not remind people it. And, and okay. To be fair, 
like, so I did make the poll and I was like, I want to hear from Irish people. Some of the Irish people that I, that responded to my poll said they don't care. They don't, it doesn't bother them. They don't think it's colonialist, but most people who responded said, yeah, it's weird. It's off a shamrock pin in honor of her being Colonel of the Irish guard that like, that's why she's wearing it. Right. So the other thing you could say is, well, maybe she didn't know. And that's very believable because British people don't really learn in school about all the colonization that they did. They, especially not Ireland. A lot of them have no idea. So like, it's, it's like, we don't go to school in America and learn how we destroyed the middle. Well, England also destroyed the Middle East before we did way before we did, but we helped. We for sure were like, Hey, that looks fun. Let's do that. So bombs bombs away. Yeah, we don't learn that in school either. Like a lot of places right. that have been oppressive in colonial terms, like you don't learn about that. And you don't learn what your country did wrong in school. We were the dominant power at that time. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, exactly. So like she might not know all of the nuances of that, even though she and William have toured Ireland before. But like she, she probably doesn't know. They don't talk to really Irish people. Like they're not going to. No one is going to sit them down and be like, here's what your ancestors did. Like, no one sits them down and even says, hey, you forgot to flush the toilet earlier. They just flush it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one is really, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. surrounded by yes men. Right. They're but, missing that feedback loop that I that now Megan and Harry simply cannot escape. Right. Exactly. Like, they like think about William and Kate's Jamaica tour when they looked like literal oppressors. Like, they were... She was in that head. That's what this reminded me of, though. Like that, this outfit harkened me back to that, where I was like, what are you just like doing costume? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a weird choice. But I did Google Camilla also in hilarious. Gosh, give her a big hat and tell her not to make an expression. She won't either way. Yeah. But her dress like a guard in front of the palace is like, what are you? What is this? Halloween? It's really weird, yeah. From from trooping the from trooping the color, yeah. It's very weird. So weird. It was really weird, and you know, I mean, maybe the stylist was on maternity leave or something, or like I know the stylist was off for the day. They were like, "Oh, fun girls." They were like, "Well, fuck it." They went so militaristic. It's like, guys, we don't need to be reminded of the British military. Like, we, you guys, have fucking eradicated people and languages off the face of the map for hundreds of years. Like, we all are very much aware of. The British military's accomplishments. But you're, you're, yeah, like literally though. But but you're so right though. Like thinking about it in terms of right. I was thinking of it more as like birthday party. Thinking of it like a military event birthday party. Kate clearly is wearing an Irish outfit. Yeah, exactly. I like to think maybe there's a part of her that thinks I'm just so thin and pretty enough that despite all odds, I could win you back with this with this brooch. Right. I think I sort of think a like Capricorn cancer. I think she's like, I don't worry. I'm mommy now. And they're like, no, we still don't want your, we don't want your fuck. You're not mommy. Right. It, it It's as weird as if she wore something with an American flag to yeah. Prince Charles's right. birthday yeah. party. Yes. It's like, yes. why are you doing cosplay of a former colony? It makes right. no sense. Like you are yeah. not, in, you're, they're not part of your country anymore. So yeah, I would like downplay it. Right. Like they shouldn't have the Irish guards anymore. Okay. This is not the vibe. Uncool. I, I, I think she just doesn't know the history. I really think that's all it is. No. You know what I mean? Okay, like, well, then that's what I don't Megan think and Harry should do with their contracts. They should do a history, an, a spoken history of my family. The but they don't want to know. They don't want to know either. I don't think William knows. I don't think he knows about that's Ireland. That's so embarrassing. Harry made fun of an Irish person in 
his book. He was like talking. He was saying how like he was making fun of some Irish guy on some outing, calling him a drunk. And it's like, dude, your family, they're responsible for the famine, bro. You should not be making fun of Irish people. Like they have, they literally have no idea. Analogous to William's Africa themed birthday party. Right. Exactly. Or it's like, hey, these people aren't like a theme. <laughs> yeah, like people aren't a theme. You know what? I, it's like I would totally hush hush about that. Yes, killed their killed their people, and in some cases, eradicated their languages and aspects of their culture. Like, and it honestly is equivalent on some level to the submerged Titanic Titanic crisis because it's just like you get too big for your goddamn britches. Yeah, and then you don't and- even realize that you're wearing insulting brooches. Right. And and I don't even think that like the people in the royal family who are alive now necessarily need to pay for the sins of their ancestors. I really don't. I don't think they need to like it would be nice if they would do like a public apology for certain atrocities and things like that. But they didn't like, do it. Their ancestors did, but they should know about it. They don't need to apologize for it, but they could say we are now officially ending the reign. Of an Irish guard ship or whatever. But, yeah, like stop having the Irish Just stop guards. doing that. Yeah, just stop that. Or at the very least, have the entire regiment be from Northern Ireland or something. Or something. But right. I don't think they even do that. Like, it's- Or give them all an extra $2,000 a month to just fucking be nice. But it's like, if you're not actually giving anyone anything, I wouldn't celebrate the fact that you just like, reminder, we took over, we killed you. <laughs> you love me. Yeah, remember, you used to be part of our military. <laughs> right. <laughs> what like this is a very contentious issue right. that was only solved in the 1990s and there are still tensions to this day like why are you wearing irish cosplay to a ro- british royal family event? she's gonna wear a fucking potato sack with a belt next and be like in honor of all the potatoes that we've enjoyed from the irish <laughs> we thank you so much for the years of the shepherd's pie <laughs> the tone is a little bit off. Yeah. I'd hate to hear her sing karaoke. I know. I know. And I got a real long, hateful comment from a former no. listener about... Former listener? Awesome. Okay. I know. Because they <laughs> used to comment on our stuff, and now they only comment once in a while when I post royal stuff just to ream me out. Oh, and <laughs> At least yeah. join the Patreon and do it on the with the group. I know, I know. And this person was like... $20 a month to insult us, please. Thank you. Well, it was really funny because this this person was saying like, um, just because she wore this doesn't make her racist and you're ridiculous for calling her that. And I'm like, I never called her racist. No. I literally never said that. Also, they're Don't the even... same race. Right. Like, I, I just... You might I'm mean like, like, na- like nationalist? You're saying, like, this person is like saying the quiet part out loud. I'm like, you want... you. You actually do understand what the problem is, and you're so freaked out and stressed out about it that you're putting words in my mouth about it that I didn't even say. I didn't even say I was offended. I don't even. I don't even know if I'm actually offended by it. I just think no, it's you literally weird... just posed the question. You said like, does does this seem weird to you, Irish it's... people? Does this seem weird to you? Yeah, like that's all I'm saying. I'm just like, I don't curious. I don't know what this message, what this outfit was supposed to what message it was supposed to get across and well the message is oh my god i love the irish guards then then it's like okay maybe you should read a little bit about the history and think maybe ask yourself why do we have irish guards when ireland is not part of our country 
and at the very know, least declare pizza parties every Friday if you're going to be the head of it. I mean, do something to yeah. to change. Like you can't just take over a bad brand. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like like what Lagerfeld shows us is that you could come into you could swoop into a brand and and like and Megan's doing poorly, you can redesign the whole thing. And, and make something work. I think what's also this, this shit storm of stories is so perfect because if there's anything Camilla taught us this week, if they hadn't taught us before, it's that they actually do messaging through style. Yeah. You guys dress for what you couldn't possibly say out loud. And it's like, it's just like so babyish. It's like Camilla wears Dior. After the news of Megan's almost catastrophic Dior deal, and then her catastrophic Dior deal, and, and then Kate wears her big Irish pin, like she's like, "I'm you guys now," and it's like, "Yo, you guys are b words." Yeah, I think that's a great place to end it. Love it. I mean, I do feel. I mean, it it can't be easy to have everyone microanalyze every outfit that you wear, but you just gotta know about the history of the places that you've colonized. Yeah, I would just say like just a little bit of time to the to the UK family. Just take a little bit of time out of the day. Throw on a podcast. Get a little stoned and watch a doc. You might want to learn about the history um, of this institution, number one. And to the American New Royals, how about you try out some episodes for them? You might want to just do anything. We need a right. little more input for the UK, a little more output from the US Royals. Join the Patreon if you have any comments. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> 